the fire. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. Hello, hello. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And this is Through the Fire. Today, I want to tackle the idea of courage. Courage. Yeah, the the characteristic, the virtue of courage. I've just been thinking about that subject a lot lately. Yeah, we we have been talking about that a lot. Um, We need a lot more courage today, don't we? Right. And I think especially today with all the turmoil that's been going on, you know, we just had the elections. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been a lot of you know, different kinds of emotions surfacing. So I started doing a little bit of research on this topic. And one of the things, um, you know, w- that I want to talk about, w- the, that there's different kinds of courage, you know, and okay. then the characteristics of courage and the courage of yesteryear versus the car- uh, courage of today and maybe what we're going to be looking at in the future. What okay. do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, so in some ways you're thinking we've kind of lost our courage today. Um, is that kind of here? I think it looks very different. Uh, well, I think that too. Yes. Yeah. Or it looks very different. That'd be interesting. What do you mean by that? Well, for example, um, there's a lot of th- uh, different examples I wanted to talk about later on. So I don't want to jump there right okay. away. Okay. But th- one of the things that um, when I was doing the research was, you know, just coming up with different uh, people that were, you know, coming into my feed during that time. And I did not know, and I'm sure maybe other people did, but in 2016, a movie came out uh, called Hackshaw Ridge with Mel Gibson. Man, that was a great movie. Right. He produced it or directed it. Um, But that was an incredible movie uh, Mm. about a true life uh, event having to do with a a, a soldier named Desmond Doss. Yes. And that, you know, that watching that, I asked you to watch the movie with me. Right, right, right. And, and uh, I did. Yes. And that that was there was a lot in there, wasn't there? Oh, I was overwhelmed by it. And and you know, well you know I was because I actually watched it again, you know. Because <laughs> the the person was a, a person of conviction and whether you agree with his conviction or not, the point was is he was a person of conviction and he tried to serve other people with that conviction to the point where I mean, it was unbelievable how he risked his life to save people. It was unbelievable and he took their guff Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they're, they're, what's the word? Uh, you know, because they didn't appreciate his conviction. Let's put it that way. Right. His they, own soul. They taunted him they and taunted, bullied him. bullied him and beat him up and all that. And he's still. But yeah. the, the reason that that happened, we have to uh, explain, is yeah. because he enrolled to serve in the military during World War II. Right. And he was a Seventh Day Adventist. And so his faith prohibited him. Um, his belief was that he should not kill, thou shall not kill. Right. And he had. That tied up also um, to earlier events in his childhood when he was kind of tussling with his younger brother and he almost killed him by hitting Mm -hmm. him over the head with a brick. Right. So that, you know, when he after that happened, he came in and and was looking at the, the, you know, Ten Commandments. And he saw that thou shall not kill was on there. Right. So that was even more cemented because of that fear of having almost killed his brother. Yeah, and then his dad, and he's a complicated figure who comes through in the end, but his dad at one time picked up a gun and it looked like he was going to cause havoc in his home, mm-hmm. and he stopped him. And that's when he said, I'll never pick up a gun ever again. Mm-hmm. And But the, like you said, but he still wanted to serve 
He right. still he was an honorable person. He wanted to serve in the military and fight for his country in the best way he could, which was by serving right. as and, a medic. Right, and to serve as a medic to save lives. Right, right. So right. to support the, those that were on the front line, he was willing to go on the front line without a gun to take care of the ones that were wounded and that were on the front line. Right. So, but the people didn't understand that at the time. So that's why the soldiers, because if you know if you know anything about the military, you fight for the brother next to you, right? right. The soldier next mm-hmm. to you. And if he is next to you and he has no, no gun, gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little compromising <laughs> and a little fearful, right? right? So when you think about courage, like, I, I mean, there's so many different kinds. And, you know, you can look at d- up different definitions. But, you know, one of the definitions is um, moving towards fear, right? right? So it's not an absence of fear. It's moving towards fear. So you can look at everyday examples of firefighters, police officers, first uh, responders, mm-hmm. uh, doctors, nurses, of course, because, you know, we've just, we're still kind of in the COVID uh, stages here. So we're, we're still looking at all of those kinds of things. But so it's 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 moving forward, even in, despite the fact that you're afraid. Right. And, right. And, and you're running into the fire for the sake of others. Right. You know, a lot of people talk about just save yourself. Well, courage says, no, I'm running in for them, no matter what it costs me. And I mean, I just thought that used to be the definition of what it meant to be a human being, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've kind of lost that sense of that, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think, having said that, do you think that people are less courageous about the things today than they were than we were of yesteryear? Uh, you know, that's always a tough question. I just think it comes from your mindset. The question is, are you a, are you a person who's living his life for himself or are you still, are you living your life for God and for others? I mean, there's always going to be things you do for yourself. But again, when you find your purpose. That's not wrong, by the way. Right, right. When you find your purpose and your meaning in, in living for others or living in God for others, that's the issue. And so if people are turned in on themselves and they're saying, hey, you know what? I live life for myself. Yeah, I think you become less courageous. There's no doubt about it. Because you're all, you know, your your whole existence is how can I take care of myself? Mm-hmm. Well, that's you know, in in that sense, that's selfishness by definition. Um, so again, it really does depend on well, how are you coming at this thing? Where do you find your purpose? Where do you find your meaning? That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right, and I think that's really important what you just said because when we think about courage. A lot of times we associate it with a very positive attribute, right? Something mm-hmm. that, that all of us aspire to, and it's a thing of respect. Right. The truth is that we can be courageous in doing very bad things and, well, and doing very hurtful things. Okay. So, when, so being connected, really connected to what your life's purpose is mm-hmm. as a Christian— Right. Um, is very important because we have to be aware that sinful people, we can be courageous in doing very naughty things too because sometimes we you know, want power, we have certain needs within us. So we have well, to constantly I, be in check. Yeah, but I think that's more boldness. I mean, you can be bold and sinful and bold and destructive. Courageous, I still think it has a component of looking away from yourself, don't you? Yes and no. That's psychologically no because mm. it dep- it's all connected to whatever your the needs are that, you, that you're trying to fill within. Okay, well then, yeah, let me just say then, you know, the Bible's definition, what is sin? People think, well, what do we mean by sins? The actual definition for it is that you're turned in on yourself. 
Mm-hmm. The word love is that you're always turned away from yourself. So, you know, if you want to picture, have a picture of God, he's a circle with the arrows always pointing away right. from himself. Right. And so, again, you, to me, courage has to be, you know, reflected in love somehow, too. And that means you're, ha- you're going to be so looking away So that's a Christian perspective. Correct. No, there's no doubt. But there's some, there are some times that our needs, like our internal needs, we might be feeling like a great deficit that we're trying to balance or we're trying to obtain. So we have to be aware because our sinfulness can make us turn in. In instead of out. And you can mm. be courageous in a very, un, uh, uh, not in a good way, okay. because there's all kinds. There's, you know, when we think about courage, we typically think of physical courage, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also social courage, intellectual, moral courage, mm-hmm. uh, emotional. Some of these overlap, of course. And then you have, of course, the spiritual courage. So these are all different kinds of cur- uh, ways that we can express and, and display courage. And all of these are connected, really, to to us as human beings. But and we can use them for the good, for others, which is really, really important. But we have to be really aware, like, what is it? Like you said, what is the goal and what is the objective? Because even though we're fearful, see, this is the thing. Whenever we're fearful, we cannot always think, you know, because we have this flight and fight re- response, right? Mm-hmm. That that we, can cause us to want to run the in the, the other direction. But if we, it's an intentional, see, with courage, it is an intentional, conscientious decision to move forward. Well, and Desmond Doss, I agree with what you just said, but Desmond Doss then said, remember, the, the reason why he was so courageous is because of his relationship to God. At one point, Correct. he said, I don't know why you want me here, because he saw all this death on Hacksaw yes. Ridge, and, right. and they were the Japanese were fearless fighters and all those different things. And he's like, "What? what's my point here, Lord? I, 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 I can't, can't hear you. He I can't say. hear you. I can't hear you. And then he heard the cries of the people saying medic medic and then he realized i'm god wants me to go get one more right and, and so again and, and there was cover provided for him and because yeah, of the bombing exactly <laughs> and, and that's a darkness. great example that's what i mean he he was praying right he was praying and he made a conscientious decision instead of running for his life which he could have done he remained yeah, and he no prayed one would have done, no one would have been so upset he connected his purpose and again all i'm saying is that you know what the bible says is God actually is the the author of love. He's the author of courage in a positive way. If you don't connect all these things to your relationship to God, well, then they are going to go askew no matter what they are. Mm -hmm. And in this particular movie, you could just see the power of being in the middle of an absolute nightmare, Mm -hmm. but then faith in God and that there's purpose in life in spite of things allowed him to run into incredible you know, violence and destruction and, and save other people's lives. Right. And and that's just one of the movies that, that we've... That Man, well, that movie was great. I don't know. You know, that movie was compelling to right. me in so many ways. Correct. But there's that other one about the um, other, the platoon of soldiers, the one I got you for Christmas mm-hmm. one year. That oh, also, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. That's another one. Yeah. But, you know, there's lots of examples. It's not just soldiers that, that go in. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do it in, you do it for your families every day. As husbands and wives, you do similar kinds of things. And I mean, you're not running into the fire fight. Mm-hmm. You're running into people. You know, I always say it to this this way, that when as Christians, we have a relationship with God that we know is, Christ literally ran into our fires, if mm-hmm. you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. That's what the cross was all about, so we could have his life. Well, then he allows us to run into other people's fires, if you will, right? And mm-hmm. so whether it's Hacksaw Ridge, or whether it's a person who just lost their husband, or you know, or struggling with some emotional issue or whatever, the, maybe got COVID-19, mm-hmm. you know, and is going through all that. 
alone you, sometimes. Alone, you you run in. You mm-hmm. know, you 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 come for the them. Best God, way you give can. me give me strength to find one more person, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this on a personal level. I think you and I doing this podcast together is a bit courageous yeah. because <laughs> on both our ends, what I see, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. You've been in radio for years. I mean, yeah. you had your own program, uh, you know, international program and and national. So you, this is a. a you know, something that you're familiar with, but it's a new uh, process for me other than guesting on different, on different radio, programs, yeah, yeah, different programs, but hosting our own. It's a risk because, um, you know, you're having to trust me and also we work so differently, you and mm-hmm. I do. And, you know, your reputation's at stake as is mine, but you have been a radio person. So I think that's part of your, your definition. And here I'm, you know, in another direction, but like just tying it back to what you said, you know, we have this promise of God and we've made this commitment to each other. So even whenever things get a little rough and we're kind of rubbing against each other as we seem to be doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Are we rubbing against each other right now? (laughs) Not physically. I'm talking... I wish I had. Listen, uh, I usually kick my husband under the table whenever he says something like I don't want him to say. And they have put this board between us where I cannot saving kick my him. Shins, <laughs> saving my shins. I cannot do anything to get him to stop talking. But anyway. No, but, you know, let me, but again, you're talking about the risks and, and being courageous. <laughs> the, the reason why I love doing this and I've always wanted to do this. Uh, I've had these discussions with this woman for 35 years and she's been at my side in some of the toughest places around the country to do our work together and and there's a wisdom that that comes out in our conversations you know we may not each have it but together we figure it out and I just thought hey let's do this together let's converse together it is a risk when you start to put it on the air there's no doubt about it but Mm -hmm. we hope that some of the struggles and issues we've gone through and we've seen how God can do things in our lives, we hope that that'll be a blessing to you. So mm-hmm. that's why we decided to give this a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, it's, a, it's a pretty so good it combination. I think, yeah. th- I think it's courageous because we're uh, inviting people in to get to know us, and that's a little bit risky, but that there is risk involved in being uh, courageous. Well, in living life, honey, there's risk. Yeah, right? or you're not living it. Right. So, you know, going back to the concept of courage and mm-hmm. how we look at that. Do you think like, you know, back then, you, these a lot of people were, were enrolling, right? So they were volunteering to go into the World military. World War II, yeah. Yeah, during World War II. And now today, uh, you know, we don't have this mandatory sign up for the draft or anything like that. Uh, yeah, you know, we do have some unrest around the the world, and we do have mili- the need for military service. Um, what do you think? I mean, do we do you think that we really uh, display that we honor courageous people as much as we used to? Um, or, I mean, I, I'm not so sure that we do. What do you think? Well, you know, that's a, that's I think a, celebrity is more lauded than a courageous person. Yeah, well, I think you're right there. And that your question had all kinds of ways we could go know, at it. I, I know. L- let me just say it this way. I think the issue comes down to whether you decide to be courageous first or whether you decide to be courageous for someone if they're worthy of your courage. That's a good one. And we've decided that since we're so sophisticated now, well, we need to go look for people who are worthy of our courage. And I think that's the wrong way to go. The courage is about who you are. It's not about who they are. So kind of like even in things like marriage, you know, we, we don't say I love you because you're you're worthy of my love or you're lovable. We say I will choose to love you the way God wants me to love you for the rest of my life, no matter what you bring to the table. And, and the other person makes the same choice and love actually grows out of that choice. It doesn't it doesn't precede that. It Well, it precedes the choice, but it grows out of it. Same thing with courage. 
you know, I'm going to be courageous for my family and I'm going to decide that because I'm a weak person. I struggle. I'm just like everybody else. I've got my fears. But when the time comes, the goal is, am I what I'm supposed to be for them? And I make that choice first, not whether they're worthy of my choice. Mm -hmm. And I think we've flipped that around today. I agree. I think that's the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So people are saying, well, I I wasn't courageous because you weren't worth it. Right. Well, then you're not a courageous person, period. So here, I'm going to step out a little bit. This is a little risky for me. You know, I was thinking about it this morning. I'm not sure I've processed it all the way, to be honest with you. But I do think it's really connected. The self-esteem movement started back in 1980s, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different definitions for self-esteem. But it basically began when Dr. Nathaniel Brandon wrote a book uh, on self-esteem. Now, he was not a Christian. He was a Canadian psychologist. Um, He was raised in the Jewish faith and then deviated from that and became an agnostic. But I followed his books a lot and his teachings. But the people that came after him changed their view of self-esteem. His view of self-esteem is accomplishment, attainment, and creating things, right? It's not um, the way that it became. So what ended up happening is it affected the educational system. And schools and teachers and parents were encouraged to teach their children that they were unique and special, which is in alignment with, with Christ's view and, our, as, and what we believe uh, as Christians as well. So there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But what they were not uh, taught to do was to teach them you know, that they also had unique skills and abilities. So there was no way to differentiate and say, oh, this person, you know, little Billy has is really strong and, and a good runner or and, you know, Mary is very good in math. You didn't want to point out those kinds of different things. You, what you would do is you would say, oh, you're just so special. Oh, that was so good. Oh, you know, thank you for uh, participating. And everyone got participation awards. So children never learned or grew up to be young adults or parents that realize that we all have unique skills, that we should be growing, and also realizing that there are other people that have skills that we don't have. Yeah, I, I guess I always go the direction of selfless esteem. Uh, you know, you, you know Nathaniel Brandon and the practice and what he's trying to accomplish. And I, I actually think when you think about we don't get our esteem from our efforts anyway, we get it from who Christ is. And then our efforts, which do build esteem in us, are, again, not for ourselves; They're for the people that God puts in our lives. And so, but those efforts have value because they serve others. So I used to call it selfless esteem. That right. we can have a sense of ourself in Christ for the sake of others. But you're right. This concept of just patting ourselves on the back right. is what's what's gone awry. Because what happened with that, with what you just said, is that we were taught, because we are so special, there's no one that's more or less special than us. So we are supposed to be, you know, we're number one. Why would we sit and sacrifice and, and do anything for another human being? We wouldn't. Because we are number one. We are so special. No one is more special than we are. So this whole concept of courage, I mean, why would you want to be courageous? Why would you want to sacrifice? Why would you want to face fear? We, they don't even have the ability to do that. We didn't raise kids that Well, way. and focusing on yourself again, by definition, that's the Bible's definition of sin mm-hmm. when, when it's all focused back on yourself. So you can have self-esteem. Uh, that's sinfully constructed. Right. Uh, or you can have selfless esteem where you have a really good sense of yourself. You really do. Right. And you have a really well, good sense of... you think you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, but yeah, you do have a sense of yourself. I mean, your foibles, your struggles, all those different things. But uh, there's a sense where you, you know... Um, where you're rooted and you know why that drives you. And it gives you courage then to even, you know, 
sacrifice for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. I think what you said right there, being knowing what you're rooted in, right, mm-hmm. is very, very important. I think taking time to reflect on that so that we are being purposefully and intentionally uh, moving forward and not retreating, right? Okay. So, you know, like you've been, we've been talking about lack of courage, courage, whether we're more courageous or less courageous, we'll leave it at that. But can we be courageous again? You know, can, can we become a more courageous people, no matter where we are right now? Right. Maybe that's the question. What do you think about that? Well, I think that a lot of people are feeling that they need to be more courageous given the results of the collection, uh, election, right? Some people <laughs> oh, oh, are- the collection. The collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another, another <laughs> Freudian another slip. Freudian Here we go slip. again. Here we go. Yeah. But really, honestly, I think, you know, there are some people that are really disappointed and other people that are really elated. Right. So, you know. Always. Yes. And so, you know, being courageous and moving forward, some people are afraid with it, with the results. And I mean, some of it may be unfounded and some of it may just be. Think- I guess I got a problem with them being elated if I'm suddenly there's more collection. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Let's reverse that trend, people. Anyway, no, yeah. Can, how do we? So how do we? You know, because again, when we were moved by that that movie, it it was because there was something human in it that was that was like wow. Because even the toughest guys on that on Hacksaw Ridge, you could see they were overwhelmed by his conscious courage, mm-hmm. and they were and they and he literally saved people's lives who right. would have been dead if it wasn't for him. What's amazing is they were crediting him. Uh, the president credited him yeah. with, with saving seventy five lives, and he guys. said, "Oh no, I saved 50. 50. Yeah, even <laughs> the humility of his courage too. Amazing, is crazy. And these, like you were saying earlier, you know, do we behave and make decisions because someone is worthy of it, or do we do it just because we know it's the right thing to do? Right. right. And in that case, if he stopped and said, oh, no, these people beat me up, these people tormented me, these people, you know, humiliated me. Yeah, they tried to kick him out several times to just get him to go home. And he wouldn't go home because he was he wanted to serve. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, how, remember, I think where this whole question so came up. So his values, so that was connected to his values and his beliefs. Right. And remember when he said, even talking about it, he said the two guys were 4F and they killed themselves because they couldn't go fight. So I have to be here. So he was compelled because of his values to be here. Mm-hmm. And so again, again, where our values are rooted is a big question. And that's why as Christians, we need to tell people that, you know, these ideas, they have consequences. These values, these things are not just our opinions. These are things that are rooted in the very nature of, of the world in which we live, because God created it. God ordered it. You know, Genesis talks that way. Right. Well, when we tap into those values, there's a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of honor. And then that's what I think, and then having a relationship with God who did everything well for us gives us courage. Right. And to he, go you forward. persevere. And like he kept right. on going, going, and back, back again and again and again and again. And that's how we will be too mm-hmm. if you connect yourself, you know? Well, I was thinking about Romans 8 too when I was thinking about how can we rebuild courage. Let's say you are afraid today. Let's say you're a fearful Christian. How do you rebuild your courage? And I always think, you know, when Romans 8 talks about we are more than conquerors uh, through him who gives us strength, you know, uh, what shall we say in response to all the craziness that's in this world? Um, You know, the love of God is sufficient for everything that we have. Well, I always try to put that in terms I could understand. Mm -hmm. Well, if I knew I was going to win the race, Mm -hmm. if I knew that, how would I run the middle part of the race? What if I saw a big hill coming up and I was running and I was like, oh, man, I'll never get up that hill. Mm -hmm. But I already knew I was going to win the race. I would attack it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, how would I train if I knew I was going to win the big game? I would train harder mm-hmm. because there's that compulsion to say, Lord, I want to be the best in the middle of the race, not just at the end because mm-hmm. of who you are. Well, that's actually what God is saying in Romans 8. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying you're more than conquerors. You're already conquerors, so that's why you run into the fire. They can't take anything from you, and that fire can't do anything to you that I haven't already overcome. Mm-hmm. Well, again, only those who know this God who went to the cross and went through the cross, uh, resurrected so that you could have his life, only knowing that can give you the kind of courage that will surprise even you mm-hmm. uh, when you thought you would be so afraid that you couldn't do anything. That you're frozen and you can't do anything. Right, right, right. Right. I think plugging in like that, again, the way that we can become courageous again, and we can teach this to our kids, is, of course, to look at what our values are and look at what our beliefs are and look at who we're leaning into, right? Sure. And who has already done, who's already been there. He's not going to lead us anywhere he's not where he isn't. He's already been, yeah. You're yeah. following in his footsteps. And, you know, you talk about the election. I know people probably scared about what could happen or whether you, whether things went the way you wanted them to or not. Uh, the point is, is the, the scripture gives us a perspective. It says you're already free. You've been mm-hmm. set free by Jesus, like you just said. Mm-hmm. He's already done everything that, that needs to be done. But you're set free to live freely. You know, mm-hmm. Galatians says it is for freedom that you have been set free. Mm-hmm. So he, he set you free so that you can live freely no matter your circumstance. Mm-hmm. And again, back to that movie, uh, he, he was living freely in probably one of the most destructive places on the planet mm-hmm. at that moment in time. Yeah, it's a good movie to see. Yeah, I, I, I would not show it to children, though, because there no, was no, a no, lot no. of violence. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, it's war. It's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's a Why it's anyone a would want war, but sometimes you have to deal with it that way. Mm-hmm. And you can deal with it with freedom, mm-hmm. you know, in your heart. Right. And I think it's important to teach our kids that and to teach our children that there are different types of courage and that actually we're living them every day. Every single day we're living it. You know, we need to remind ourselves and tell ourselves that every day, you know, we're doing something courageous, whether we realize it or not, and remind ourselves of that. Um, Because it does take courage to face all the different changes and challenges that come with each and every day because every day is uncertain, right? Sure. And and again, like you said, you know, one of the things that hit me this week, uh, well, last couple of weeks is when, what was it, that phrase, keep calm and, and fight on or whatever. What was, so that many was the, different the, the, ones. The, w, the World War II, it was basically Churchill yeah. was telling the people, you know, but he was assuming they were going to get wiped out. So he's keep calm, pray on, mm-hmm. keep calm, fight on, all mm-hmm. these kind of things. It bothered me that we applied that to COVID-19. <laughs> it, it bothered me that we've gotten so afraid that we can't even fight something like this mm-hmm. without, you know, with because we're so fearful. So, again, the challenge for me is remember your fearlessness doesn't come out of your – it comes out of your faith relationship to a God who's already done everything well for you. Like you said, he's done everything. There's He's faced everything. He's faced even stuff you'll never have to fear, mm-hmm. okay, or never have to face. I mean, he faced hell itself. And so to that degree – Agree. It's when you're rooted in that, there's an ability then to start looking out for other people, not yourself, mm-hmm. and maybe even being courageous again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've had some people say to me, they're so tired of hearing us just say pray on, since you brought that up, you know. Mm. And I do think it's important for us to pray on, but in addition to prayer, to do something, right. you know. But you know why I think they they say that though too, and, and I gotta speak up for that a little bit because when they what they say is you know keep calm, pray on. 
well, what if it doesn't work out the way we want? Right. No, see, when you pray, you're saying, Lord, show me how I'm the instrument of your prayer and show me how you want to resolve this. Mm-hmm. So I'm if not, I have to get out of the way, and well, <laughs> then we, I'll get out of the we way. We kind of have this notion, God, I prayed about it. You didn't do it, so I'm ticked off at you. That's, mm-hmm. again, a sense of ourselves being in charge of everything, and mm-hmm. that is the modern problem. Mm-hmm. And, and so even our prayer life is, he was saying, Lord, I don't hear you. Mm-hmm. I'm on the ridge. I don't hear you. He's praying. And then he goes, I can hear that. Boom. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't even pray like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they, they dismiss prayer, I think they don't understand what we're talking right. about with prayer. Right. That's another program. That, I was just going to say that. That's another program. <laughs> I love that. We're coming up with all kinds of ideas. Okay. Yeah, it's been fun. It yeah. has been fun. So this has been a good discussion. I mean, I think we could go on forever, but that's just the way we are. <laughs> we're two talking heads. Coffee is cold. So, so now it's time to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now in closing. Remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world. The one that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May the word of God and God's love burn brightly in you and give you strength to face any fire. Till next time, Little Embers, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See See you you soon. soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media.